Hi, I'm David Kaplan, and you're listening to the Sports Talk Live podcast. Enjoy the show. We've got Cubs baseball top of the hour. Jake Arietta looks to help the Cubs finish a sweep of the Reds and extend the win streak to six. Len and J.D. had the call top of the hour. Do you look at this as a quarterback battle now? No. Uh, it was clear to me that nothing has changed as far as the depth chart, and Mitch is getting one rep with the with the starters in the second half. Or maybe we do have a battle on our hands, Mike. What happens if Glennon throws a pick six and Trubisky looks great with the first team offense? Will the Bears make the second overall pick their number one QB? And the undercard of the Mayweather-McGregor fight took place in Detroit this afternoon. Yankees and Tigers trade beanballs, punches, and four-letter words. We'll have the blow-by-blow today on Sports Talk Live. And welcome in to Sports Talk Live presented by the Chevy Silverado. Hope you had a good day. I'm David Kaplan, panel for today's show. He's on the jump on WCIU, and he's my partner over on radio at ESPN 1000. He's the all-time shop block leader in Notre Dame history. I get that right? The jam, but we're close. The we jam. called it the jump, but we'll jump. See. You know, your suit's great, so it's all good. I got it right. The jam. He's Jordan Cornette. I'll figure it out. <laughs> you guys he, work together, right? Yeah, this you, is, you guys I have think met this before? is my friend. Yeah. I think. Okay, <laughs> cool. Jump, jam, whatever. Uh, Did I get is, that right? No. Noted sometimes artist. He is Patrick Finley, the Bears beat writer from the Sun-Times. Danny Parkins from the Spiegel and Parkins show on the Score Sports Radio 670. All right, let's start with the starting quarterback of the Chicago Bears. Our Bears preseason coverage brought to you by State Farm. Mitchell Trubisky and Mike Glennon will be locked up a little bit in the public eye on Sunday when the Bears play at Tennessee. Danny, I'll start with you. What's your take on what's going to happen Sunday? Because you've got Mike Glennon saying there's no competition, but all of us seem to think there is. I don't understand why there's been confusion on this topic. Explain it to me. I've read in both papers over the last few weeks, no, there's no quarterback competition. What are you talking about? They drafted a quarterback number two overall, and they signed a quarterback who's only guaranteed to be here for one year. Actions over words in the NFL. Don't listen to what they say. We don't need to ever air these people's press conferences. They lie when they speak because it's all about secrecy. Mitch Trubisky will start for the Bears at some point. He is the quarterback of the future. Their actions created a quarterback controversy. Let's say you sometimes beat writer. Seriously, I I read it and it's it's crazy to me. The context of all of that is who's going to start opening day. And I don't think there's really any question who's going to start opening day. When you talk about the controversy, Mitchell start at some point. Of course, Mitchell start at some point. That's the whole plan here. But the plan was to let Mike start the season and, you know, in a perfect world, finish the season. But I, I don't think Mike's shown us anything yet that, that shows he can do that. You know, as I watch and I listen to Mike Glennon answer those questions <laughs> about is there a quarterback competition and very deadpan, he says, no, there's no competition. I think about a guy who's like, girlfriend is quietly leaving him everyone can see it and the guy has no idea what's about to happen because Glennon is very much in a quarterback competition right now and look that's fine Patrick if we're going to say that he's going to start Glennon week one fine if he plays the entire game week one but that's where it stops I do think maybe he is guaranteed 
to get first crack at it. And after that first game, anything goes. I think it's a wild, wild west after that. This is fully a competition like Danny's saying. And I think at that moment, if Trubisky continues to show something, there is no reason why he doesn't play week you, two and from there on out. Back me up on this. Ryan Pace's plan is that Glennon plays all 16, yep. and then we'll see you next year. Then you get a fourth-round fourth pick for That was their plan. Right. That's what they say no, is that their plan. was their plan. That's right. what they say I'm with Danny on this one. Of course no. they're going to say that. They signed the guy for $18 million. No, that, no that's, the, that's the plan. That was that, their plan. The plan was – In what scenario do you trade up and draft a quarterback number two overall and then hope that he doesn't win the job? They did not want to even allow him a chance to compete for the but job. But now they have. Right. That's clearly, 100%. But clearly that's not what's going on now. The guy's right. going to start the second half of right. this he's, next he's preseason game. come quicker than they probably So that's weird that he had such he, a fail-proof plan, you guys. That means it was and, never and even, a plan. Even Trubisky, this is too quick for that to even happen. Even Trubisky said yesterday, I think I came on a little faster than they thought I would. I mean, and you can see the attitude how, a little bit there. That you that. Like we haven't seen like the most impressive thing ever from Trubisky. Are we convinced he can read a defense? Okay, so then you guys are sitting here saying that this was the plan for 16 games, and this guy hasn't blown the world off. Right? He hasn't blown the top off the world, right. and yet he's got a real shot to play. No, we get, he has one series with the first team in the third game. I mean, What, what do you think happens if Mike Glenn so throws two me there's pick no competition against right Atlanta? Now. No, there's a competition. Who's starting week one? I think that is all but decided. I but think what about all these, but decided. What, there's absolutely a chance, and then quarterback if, controversy, if, if you say it's always been in the context of week one. Of course it is. No, it's not. You, Cap just said the plan is for it to be all 16 weeks. Their it is, plan originally. It, it, right. so, yes, so, yes. so, therefore, what? there is a quarterback controversy because if Mike Glennon struggles against Atlanta, against Green Bay, against Minnesota on Monday Night Football, if there is a quarterback controversy, that means that Mitch Trubisky is getting ready to get called in, and that is obviously What would possible. it take, Patrick, for them to abandon this plan that you and Cap think is <laughs> so dead set? A Nashville City bus hits Mike Glennon on the way into the stadium? No, I don't know. Glennon throws two picks. Mitch Trubisky's the best thing since sliced bread in the second half. But does he have to be the best thing? Because Glennon will throw those two picks. So we have that out there. I do believe that will happen. So does what else does what else does Trubisky have to do to bust through this plan that you guys think is just it's sixteen games of Glennon, which will be sixteen very bad games. We can agree on that. There has to be some sort of option B, and it's a pretty good option. It's the number two pick in the draft. Patrick, you were there after the Denver game at the press what? conference, right? And uh, Hub Arkish asked, he's like, "Does it matter who uh, Mitch Trubisky gets the reps with?" What? And John Fox said, "No." And then here we are two weeks later, and they're announcing plans for him to get reps with the one. So he's already changed his tune from what he's said, because what has happened in those two weeks? Mike Glennon was bad, right. and Mitch Trubisky Where's was Sanchez good. in all this? <laughs> Irrelevant. Not, yeah, I don't think he's going to play on, on Sanchez Sunday. is there because he's really good in the room. But, yes, there's no, but, there's no, but there's no competition. Isn't it just the backups next? Like, isn't the backup then the next guy to get all those snaps? No, and, and I'm not convinced. You know, I thought when camp started that if Mike Glennon twisted an ankle in the third quarter of the first game, then Mark Sanchez would be the guy to come in and, That's fin- what we've been and told, finish correct? the game. It's, yeah. it's then Sanchez. Yeah, and That's I, what think Trubisky, I think it's fair to say Trubisky has done enough to at least earn that opportunity. You know, if, if there is injury uh, early in the season, later in the season, I mean. All From what you're seeing, who's the best quarterback right now, guys? From what you've seen, who's the best Mitch quarterback? Trubisky. But again, so what, I, I, and it's not Jordan, that you're missing the point. I don't know. No, 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 no. Jordan, you are missing the point. Ryan Pace is not worried about who's the best quarterback. It's if my franchise guy I bet my life on 
is ready to play in the NFL. Doesn't matter if he's better than Mike Glennon. I'm not, but that's the question, Cap. If he, do you think he's ready right See, now? From what you saw no. in one preseason game against lesser talent. I had two people what? up there who would know, told me he can't identify the Mike linebacker. No. But he what? walks up and goes, 54 is the Mike. They're like, no, no. 58 is. So well, what happens if he has a great game in the, against the ones in the second preseason game in that second half? And he shows you that he can identify the micer, and he's hitting all the right. He's he's doing the right checkdowns. He's got a great feel in the pocket. He looks very comfortable under center. Then what? That's a lot of questions that you're hoping he can answer positively. He's the number two pick in the draft. And, and to be clear, I'm not sure who that started he's... 13 games. That's great. Watching practice and watching. You know who camp? Derek Carr played for in college? Watching Fresno practice. State. <laughs> who cares about that stuff? Can I can I go? Go ahead. Watching practice and watching camp every day. I'm not sure Mitch Trubisky's the best quarterback every day, day in and day out. I would probably take Mike Glennon. If I had to win a game tomorrow, I'd take Mike Glennon. That's not what this conversation is about, obviously. If you had to win a game tomorrow. Mike Glennon over Mr. Trubisky. Mike Glennon stinks. <laughs> he's awful. I can't he believe you said that awful. looking me directly in the eyes. You might as well work for the Bears with these he lines. I mean, awful. you can't really feel that way. <laughs> I do. He, is, he has seen an NFL defense before. He, what have we seen that NFL defense do to him, though? Pick off two passes. <laughs> uh, and, and look at what the Bears think they can do and what they think they can do well. They think they can play defense with the front seven. They think they can run the football. That's true. And because of that, they're not going to be trying to throw for 350 yards. Well, I think that's where Glennon sold us a bill of goods. It's false. He's supposed to be a game manager. He's supposed to be good with the football. That's the one thing that gets him on the field and keeps him as the number one for the Bears. He's not even doing that right now. So I think that's when I hear you. It's all about ultimately if Trubisky's ready for the position. That's the only right. question. And I, and, and I guess you're going to get a feel for that as much as you can in a small sample size of preseason football. So at some point, you're going to have to take the leap of faith and say, we're never really going to know but if he's ready. it's not all about just sat Sunday. It's also what they see at practice, practice every day. Of course. Sure. Hundreds of snaps. But, of but Cap, you know this as well as anybody. You can't take the leap. you got to take the leap of faith at some point to see if that translates to a game. you got to do it in a game during the regular season to really feel if the guy's ready. That's what you got to try at some point this year. I would bet that Mike Lennon starts against Atlanta, of course. That's where the smart money is. But I can't imagine betting that that plan that you're talking about is actually going to happen. Like, the odds that I would need to get for Mitch Trubisky takes zero regular season snaps for the Bears this year, I mean, astronomical. 20-1, to 30-1. to 1. He is absolutely going to play at some point this year. Play or start? Start. He will start for the Bears play this and season. play start are two different things. Yeah, sure. He will sure. start for the Bears this season, 100%. What's, it, what's an ideal situation? You're, and you're probably right, the way he's come. Yeah. I, and so, so the, you know, the best plans, right, things change. Mike Glennon is bad. Life's Mitch what Trubisky happens might when you're making plans. <laughs> yeah. And we've heard this time and time again from coaches, from players, the quickest way to lose a locker room, which is the last thing the Bears want, is to throw somebody out there every week that's not the guy talented enough to hold a position because of politics or because of saving somebody or because of whatever. If Trubisky's the best player, the, the players, players are going to get right. loud, and they know that, and they're going to be forced to play Trubisky. All right, Cubs are beating the teams they're supposed to beat. They've won five straight, have a three-and-a-half game lead in the division, or a season-high 11 games over 500. So is October now a certainty for the defending champs? And in preparation for the big Mayweather-McGregor fight, the Tigers and the Yankees had a massive sparring session in Detroit. Good old-fashioned base brawl is next. With kickoff rapidly approaching, now is the perfect time to start preparing for the fantasy football season. If you want to dominate your draft, check out the Roto-World Draft Guide for everything you'll need to get a leg up on the competition. It includes more than 500 player profiles, Evan Silva's sleepers and busts, 
mock draft analysis for six different types of leagues, positional rankings from five of our experts, customizable projections, and much, much more. So head on over to rotoworld.com slash draft guide. That's rotoworld.com slash draft guide to take your first step towards fantasy football glory. PSN and P1 Aquacross are giving you the ultimate chance to splash into the end of summer with your very own Yamaha Wave Runner. Enter for your chance to win. CSNChicago.com slash P1 Chicago. And don't forget, check out the Jet Ski Competition September 9 and 10 at 31st Street Harbor. Interesting matinee between Tigers and Yankees. Top five, Michael Fulmer hits Gary Sanchez. Sanchez, none to please. Next inning, Tommy Canely throws behind Miguel Cabrera. Canely, you're gone. Joe Girardi comes out, and he is gone as well. See you later. So Araldis Chapman has to come into the game in a hurry. When Chapman is done warming up, Cabrera walks back to the plate. Has a few words for catcher Austin Romine. Romine says something back, and it's game on, baby. Here we go. Benches and bullpens empty. Dugouts empty. Two more times after this, it got down and it got dirty. Nice takedown by Cabrera there. Big one. Don't pick a fight with a guy in catcher's gear, though. That's a bad idea. See, I respect that because to me that says Mickey doesn't care. What I don't like about this fight is the relievers that come running in it takes them five minutes after everything's gone. What are you doing? On purpose. No, they jog it on purpose. Like, they are, are in no rush to get Are you trying to get seen by the ladies in the crowd? Like, you're not <laughs> contributing to the fight at all at that point. It's over. It's a show of support for your teammates. you got to have your boys back when he's on the ground. It takes too long for him to Jordan, get there. I got Jordan. I'll be there. Yeah, yeah. like, it's like when Hold you're doing great, buddy. It's like when back. somebody's yeah. cleaning up and you yeah. go, can I help? But you don't fully get up and you're just sitting there and you stick a hand out. You're not doing anything. Every right. physical confrontation I've ever been in, by the way. I'm the bullpen guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll get there. Yeah, hey, I'll be right there, guys. After the game, Joe Girardi, none too pleased with the umpire crew. Cabrera went after him, and you're going to throw my catcher out for protecting himself? I mean, pay attention. Somebody's got to pay attention to what's going on in this game. And then Brad Ausmus is going to say F you to one of my players? I mean, come on, Brad. I mean, what is that? Cooler heads have to prevail at some point, and the umpires have to make some good decisions in this game because this game's very important to us. We just fought back 6-6. Six to six. Just really poor. It was poorly handled, and then... You know, it got to the heat of the moment. And boys are going to be boys in the heat of the moment. So if you're not going to allow us to protect ourselves, what are you going to allow us to do? So the umpires, like right here, that, that's on. That's started by Cabrera. He is the guy who initiates it, and here we go. Where is the umpire? Yeah, but Romine takes his Does takes the umpire his have his back turned like a wrestling referee? Romine takes I mean, his mask off, though, too. Like, that, that, at that point, like... As a man, you got to do something. Does the umpire get in the shot? Well, I mean, seriously, he's not in the shot. I I don't know who the umpire was. Was Joe West going to jump in there? Seriously, that's like WWE. He had his back turned and someone took out the chair. When you kick Romine out, Gary Sanchez has to catch. He was the DH in the game, so it. It forces them to play without a DH. Oh, it this forces is them to bad play, umpire. Forces them to play real baseball. You know what I oh, want to What see. a shame. What do you exactly. want the umpire to do? That guy looks like he's <laughs> seventy years old. These are well, that's a lot of athletes yeah. and Well, and I'm sure. The, I'm sure the umpires will come out with some sort of wristband to protest whatever Joe Girardi. Right. What they, I want to see in that moment, like I want to see Osmus. I want to see Girardi. Two young former players. Like I just tell you, I want to see those Girardi two guys go out. I got my money. That's what I'm saying. I got my money. The combined ridiculous. The combined GPA of those two guys. What? That's a Northwestern guy and what? A Cornell guy? 
Veritas Moscow? I think so. Something yeah. like that? They He's shouldn't be Highly fighting. educated. They should spelling be or something. Let's they do that. Just Smart debate. guys don't fight. <laughs> I want the players cleared out. I want the managers to then come to the plate, and I want to see a battle. I think it should be like hockey. I just want to see a fight. It's on. Like somebody should be have to fight to conclude and get some sort of resolution, then go about the rest of the game. Are you just entertained fight. by the fights, or is it just too much? Yes, I will answer. Yeah, like both, like that, ba- baseball policing <laughs> itself, like leads times, to problems. Three times bench is cleared, right? And a guy gets hit in the head, and like, like clearly, this is not what you want if you're being politically correct. But was I entertained? Oh, Are you see, that's, now, that's see, the battle. Now, see, see that's that's if you want to hit somebody in the butt, that's fine. That is not okay. all jokes aside. Like you see fighting in all these sports, but that is a deadly weapon. Sure, when a baseball is being thrown at those high levels, at those miles per hour, and they can hit people in places like their head, all jokes aside, that should not be okay. They've got to do something to police this within the rules of Major League Baseball to now allow this to be a common occurrence. Yeah, see, that's that, that's, that's I, I agree, of course. That can kill a man. Of course. Like, at that point, you've got to do something to protect it. I will never be on the side of advocating throwing a 98-mile-an-hour baseball at a guy's head. They have, they have to figure it out, obviously. Bold, bold yeah, I know. It's a real hot take. I'm a controversial guy. <laughs> Well, let's move on to the Cubs. Hopefully cooler heads will prevail tonight at Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati. Cubs go for their sixth straight victory, their second straight sweep. Last night, Kyle Schwarber continues to put the ball and play the other way. Another home run, his 21st. The Cubs now lead the division by three and a half games. This is really good to see. Yeah, you're looking at me because of Schwarber. I get it. Hey, look, I'm happy that he's t- that he's feasting on lesser opponents in a ballpark that's home run friendly. But, yeah, he's now played a full 162 games in his career. And you can take a look at the numbers, some better than others, 200 strikeouts you don't like, a low batting average of 218. Bad baseball team and bad chili in that town. Oh, see, don't take <laughs> shots. Like, that's not necessary. But what I do like, the Cubs are taking care of business. This is something that they've struggled with throughout the season, beating the teams they're supposed to beat consistently. Five-game win streak right now. You'd like to see them close it out today against the Reds this evening and continue to move forward. With the, with the divisional foes playing tougher schedules, this is where you can create that distance. And I do like what I'm seeing. You take a look at the, at the, at the arms. Uh, the ERA is the third best in the National League. The bats have come alive. It's been a perfect storm for these Cubs. And, yes, they're feasting off lesser opponents, but they're doing what they need to be they're doing. They're 25-12 since the break. Yes. Are they a better team without Addison Russell? No. 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 You don't think so? No. no. no Absolutely qu- not. No, Javi Baez is just playing like an MVP right now. Right. Playing phenomenal. Like, and, and when you Contreras get Javi Baez him. back at second, Addison Russell at short with Bryant and Rizzo, that is your elite infield. Elite. The, the team's in, great, in a great spot because of the division, because of their experience and all that, but everything about this season has felt foregone conclusion of, yeah, they'll slip back a little bit, World Series hangover, yada, yada, yada. They're not as good as the Dodgers. They're not as good as the Nationals. They'll win the division. They'll make the playoffs. They'll be in the division series. And then baseball playoffs are complete Then they'll be the road team in in Washington. Washington. And then in L.A. Jake Arrieta, your game one starter. No. Is Lester healthy? Well, see, I think that's that's what it comes down to. Yeah, I would rather start Lester. If he's healthy and if everything I can't goes believe on. You're, I can't believe you're all for Arietta. Lester is, is the proven if Lester, entity. If Arietta continues to play the way he has, pitched the way he has, he's, his last seven starts have been magnificent. Check Arietta starting game one. I can promise you that. Well, I mean, listen, yeah. If he has a seven-start stretch that continues on and he has the second half of 2015 when he was Bob Gibson, then sure, we but can entertain But if it was starting today... Well, John Lester is. Okay, let's let's say that John starts next week, which is what they're 
Speculative. What if it's a massive performance? Way, works his and way he back pitches up, six totally innings. Okay. And he looks good. These are too many hypotheticals. Like if, if it's one start for Lester and it's a nine-start sample size for Arietta, then I'm with you. But hopefully, we're going to get more from Lester before that. And I'm guessing Arietta isn't going to be Bob Gibson the rest of the way. John Lester, if he's healthy, has over 130 well, career playoff in innings season, yeah. with a two-point. I want to say six career postseason ERA. Lester's my guy. Right. And he's right, up right now. If he continues to pitch. Close to where he's been the last seven games. He looks like his ace. I'm starting Jake Gary at a game one. I can't believe you're like because you're a loyal guy. To I love him. Well, 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 and against a team who has two different teams. Bryce Harper's left-handed. Danny Mur- Daniel Murphy's left-handed. You still want to throw the righty? I like Jake Arrieta. I like how he's pitching. He's pitching and great. The he's most a, anticipated a fight of the year is two days away. But after months of bravado with McGregor Mayweather, will it be a dud, or does the UFC champ actually have a chance? And does the everyday sports fan have any interest at all? It's sports. It's social. It's viral. It's Luke Stuckmeyer and Layla Rahimi, and it's the Next Generation Sports Show. In the Loop, every night at 630, 10, and 1030 on CSN Chicago. And as soon as the show ends, turn to Facebook Live for the after show. Well, there is the money belt. The money belt for the great event this weekend. That thing is pretty cool to look at. That, that's you know, that's Floyd you know they Mayweather. said there's 3,300 diamonds in that belt. That's Floyd I Mayweather, man. Like that's how he rolls. I mean, that's un- how excited are you guys for the fight? Not. See, I'm jacked for this Why? fight. Why? Because like, it'll okay, be closer. Because it'll I had be Sal a Palantonio on radio today. Right. He said, I've covered 19 Super Bowls. I was there when Pete Sampras won on July 4th to win Wimbledon. He said, and I personally believe this will be the most exciting sporting event I've ever covered. Until it starts. Whoa. Until it ridiculous. starts. And, and, he's, and, he's in camp, and he's covering the camp of Mayweather, I believe. Yeah. So he's, he's invested in this thing. There's no way it's going to live up to that. I do think it's going to be a spectacle. I do enjoy the, the, the circus surrounding this thing. I do think it's fun. But I, sh- I think it shows how desperate boxing is that they had to go to something like this to drum up a nationwide interest. Every time a Mayweather fight rolls around, I think we all forget that what makes him good is defense, not excitement. We're talking about a fighter right. who's past his prime against Wait, a guy past. who doesn't even fight in the sport. That's why you should right. bet Mayweather decision at plus 150 odds and uh, pay for your pay-per-view. That's my free gambling tip of the day. <laughs> so, I mean, listen, it's going to be exciting because of the hoopla, the pomp, the circumstance. It's exciting. Le- LeBron's going to be there. No Jamie Foxx is going to be there. Leonardo DiCaprio. Literally the most boring it, week in sports. It, probably. Tom Brady's going to be there. Yeah. Isn't he but like, look what you guys are talking about. Everything but the fight. Right. Nobody right. cares about Mayweather what these two are going to do in the aren't ring. good. No. Mayweather fights are not good. They're technically sound. He's, he's, they're not fun. He's more of a tactician. Right. Right. And but this I think guy, the other guy's not a boxer. But here's the potential right. for an explosive fight because I do think maybe he comes out and he wants to knock this guy out. He wants to knock out this UFC guy. He wants to be the boxer that shows this guy has no business being in the ring with him. Hey, thanks for listening to the Sports Talk Live podcast. Remember to watch the show weekdays on CSN and visit csnchicago.com for previous episodes of the podcast and all the latest sports news and highlights.